What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wandering Sun Podcast. I'm so happy and excited that you tune in today. Uh, what is the Wandering Sun Podcast? You might be wondering. So, the Wandering Sun is basically a concept that I created with the help of the Lord, obviously, to basically share conversations and moments with people who are actively being transformed by Jesus. Today, we'll specifically be talking with Melanie Uribe, who's a 21 year old worship leader at my church, and she's also also the lead singer for uh, Christian band DC Soberano, which you should check out if you haven't heard about them. They're amazing. Um, but we'll be talking about a couple of things actually in this episode. This might be, this episode might be my favorite, to be honest with you, just because Melanie has something so special that not a lot of people have, which is she can just like really represent the Lord's compassion, the Lord's uh, sensibility, um, the Lord's, you know, the Father's love. Like she's just able to, to give you a perspective on his love in a way that not many can. And, and it's very authentic, very real. And that comes from a place of relationship, which you'll see in this episode. So I just want to name a couple of things that we're going to talk about in this episode. So you can be expectant and get your pens and papers and, you know, everything that you need to take notes. Um, so we talked about uh, her first encounter with the healing power of God, which completely transformed her life and how she saw uh, the father. You know, we talked about the importance of a relationship with God, what it's like to be a lover of Jesus, practicals to lead in worship. That's for all my you know worship leaders tuning in uh, and the importance of identity, which is something that is so crucial in our walk in this world. OK, so, yeah, guys, please enjoy episode six of the Wandering Sun podcast. So let's let's go, man. I have so many. I just want to dive into Mel's brain right now. Uh, um, <laughs> um, I want to know what's in there. <laughs> yeah, like like I said in the intro, like I see you up there, and I see how people react, right? Like how they're overtaken by the spirit. What is that like from from your perspective to be able to lead people into those moments? Absolutely incredible. It's, I don't really think it has, like it's a whole new level of satisfaction. Yeah. To know that you're, number one, pastor, my pastor, he says this all the time. Like, um, and it was always in moments that were so, so like monumental. And it's the same little phrase. He would say, Mel, remember you're, you're worshiping into an audience of one. Or he'll oh. just randomly come up and say, to an audience of one. <laughs> mm. And like little does he know that I had like a thousand thoughts racing in my mind of how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to mm. do that, the arrangement, you know, all this stuff. And then he'll just say, an audience of one, an audience of one. And I'm just like, whoa, it's so, it's, so, it's so special. And not only that, but like I know who the Lord has been for me and what what he has done for me that I in a heartbeat would extend that same invitation for other people to encounter him the way that I have, or even more, you know, because God is so unique with each and every one of us. I had, I had been talking to some friends the other day where um, somebody had, I don't know who came up with the God loves everybody the same. I don't think that's true. Um, yeah. I think uh, saying same implies that one thing could be replaced by another, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's true at all either. You know? The Lord loves us each uniquely, which means that he treats us all uniquely and which means that he encounters us all uniquely. And it, he means something different to everybody. Ultimately, of course, he is the mm -hmm. one true God, you know. 
but to each and every one of us in our own lives, it's something specific. So yeah, man, leading worship is just so, it's so beautiful because it isn't about me, you know, it's about pointing people to the Lord. Um, And that has so much to do with everything, with the sounds that I produce, with the way that I, that I sing. It's an intimate moment with the Lord. You have your times in the secret place, right? In your prayer closet or wherever you seek the Lord. That's so important. Because first of all, if you don't worship him in the quiet place, how in the world are you going to worship him in front of other people? Like you can tell. And I say this because I've been doing this for a very long time. Like I have close friends that have come up to me sometimes and they'll be like, hey, Mel, like, you know, like back when I was first starting, they'd be like, hey, Mel, like, are you all right? Like, because the way that I worship may have been a little like, you know, like off. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like, for example, if you're not consistent in seeking the Lord, you ha- there's a greater level of devotion that you have to have as a worship leader, you know? Yeah. The Lord calls us to different measures, but a worship leader specifically, like you're teaching people about God, you're teaching people their theology, you're 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 changing, well, you're facilitate facilitating an atmosphere where the Lord can transform their mindset, you know? Wow. It's so deep. So if you're it's not very right, delicate. With, yes, it's so delicate. It's not about showing off. It's not about who can sing the highest notes. It's not about, you know, um, look at the sick arrangement, you know, although God is very pleased in the technical. Like, I am so sure because he's affirmed me in this way that like whenever I did something that I was proud of, he'll say, Mel, like, I love that, too. Wow. You yeah. know, and so it's so crazy because he he's all about that. He's super practical. You know, he loves all the cool stuff that you do, but it all comes back to your heart. Yeah. Right. Why did you do it? Who are you doing it for? So, yeah, man, I kind of went on a tangent, but worship is so special. Yeah, it is so special. And I it's like one of the it's the highest one of the highest honors that I have being alive and, and being his daughter. So. Yeah, because you, it's, it's, I'm always impressed just because, uh, not, not even just you as an amazing singer, but like every worshiper that I love, you know, that I see, um, because you guys have the freedom in this special way to just let it out, to yeah. just like, you just release, you know, like there's, there's meditation, uh, techniques where you just go into the woods and scream and that's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's going to help you release all these things. But you guys have that opportunity to be able to just release, yeah. um, and, and really communicate, you know, that love that you have for the Lord. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do like with, you know, with what you're saying that it's, it's a delicate thing. And if, if, if that, if that moment in that secret place is lacking, Man, and and can you you know maybe we have somebody who who is not aware of what the secret place is. Could you like just break that down for us? What is that? What does that look like? Right, it may look different for others. Yeah, so it definitely looks different for everybody. Um, when when people refer to the secret place, when the Bible refers to the secret place, it talks about somewhere where you're alone with God. Um, it's an intentional time. Every season is different, you know the the what what is demanded of you in every season is so different so it depends right yeah but um being in your quiet time with the lord that that's like that's an uninterrupted time it's an intentional time where you take you just sit in the presence of the lord and you worship him you praise him for who he is i don't it's it's a place where you get refreshed but i wouldn't go into the secret place necessarily asking for anything from the get you know this yeah. is a place where you're you're literally just adoring Jesus and allowing him to just fill you up with more of himself. 
and affirming you in that way, you know? And again, it looks different for everybody, but the Bible literally talks about, you know, like ghosts. It doesn't say like go into a closet, but go to somewhere and shut the door, you know, like turn your phone off, turn the lights off. If that gets you, you know, in the right mindset, get yeah. put some worship music on, like make it intentional. If you we're trying to be intimate with a romantic partner, right? What do you do? You set the time, you set the mood with the music, you take them out to a nice dinner, you make the time because yeah. you care and you want to get to know that person's heart, right? It's the same thing with the Lord. So that's that's essentially what the secret place is. It's like a date with the Lord. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go back to you mentioned, you know, um encounters, right? That you've had. Yeah with the lord when when was the first time that you can recall that you were like whoa so okay so this might actually be funny but um as a child you're so close you're so innocent you're so pure you're so close to the lord it doesn't take much to feel him yeah to hear him because you're a child you know the bible even says you have to be like a child in order to enter into the kingdom of god you know um so i would say legit when my relationship with the Lord started getting real was when I turned 16. And mind you, I had already been leading worship for about six years up until that point, you know? Sheesh. Four years, serious, like, I guess, seriously, because in two, when I turned 12 was when we, st- we started Soberano um, with my dad and a couple of young friends. <laughs> um, but just think about that. Like, I knew who the Lord was. I read about him. So I was still singing the truth, Right. But I didn't intimately have a relationship with him until I was about 16. Until that was probably the first time I ever heard the Lord. And that experience was weird because it happened. It happened during a time where I was transitioning out of my old church into King of the Nations. I remember, man, it was it was the craziest thing because I I, I love I love the church that I grew up in, their family. Um, and I'm so thankful for them because they're the reason why I worship the way that I do, like so intensely. I grew up in a in a Christian Pentecostal church, okay? Um, on fire for the Lord. They're insane in the best possible way. Okay, disclaimer. I say insane when things are good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I do, I do. It's part of my my vocab. I don't know why I do it. But yeah, so they're just insane, right? They love the Lord. Um, and it was just where I was born in the Lord, you know? So I, I love that place. But there just comes a time where like many of us, we find ourselves in a situation where we're just like, we want more, you know, and that's not a bad thing. We want right. to grow. We want to develop. We want to mature into the, the the godly person that the Lord wants us to be, you know. Um, and so I remember there was just a time where I was really struggling with it because I was just like, God, I want to grow. Um, I can't, I don't hear you. Like people hear you, <laughs> you know, like people don't just read the Bible and feel goosebumps like people. There's more. And um, so I remember. September of 2015, I had came to King of the Nations um, for an Ascend Campus ministry training. It was so cool. It was like I'd never been to a place where these people just love the Lord. And when I walked in, there was about 20 of us. Okay. Not that many people. There's about 20 of us. Um, They started going through like teachings about how to evangelize in school, how to lay hands, how to, you know, healing and all that stuff. Um, And I remember this is important. I haven't forgotten your question. So um, when I was there, um, I remember that somebody, they asked whoever was leading the session was like, um, all right, we're going to pray for healing now. Does, has anybody never prayed for healing? And I was terrified, but I was like, me. 
<laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and so I went up there literally shaking. I was in a room of total strangers. I had met um, Jasmine, our friend who just got married. Hello. Um, I had met Jasmine in high school, right? I had known her for about a couple of months now. Um, but, you know, even then, you know, still so new. And so I practically didn't know anybody. And I went up and um, we started praying for one of the sisters in the church. And um, she had like back issues. Um, and so I put my hand on her back and we started praying. It was a super simple prayer, right? I grew up with like, you know, um, we cast out every spirit of infirmity and like, ah, da, da. but this literally was like, Lord, you love her. God, you know what you desire for her. And right now in Jesus name, we pray that her body would just go back into its original design, just healing right now. Simplest prayer. And mm. bro, in my hand, as I had my hand on her back, I felt her bones crack and align. It was the craziest thing that I had ever experienced in my whole life because in my mind, only the guy at the pulpit has the power to heal somebody at wow. this point, right? Yeah. Only the guy who, you know, is is preaching or the guy who, you know, is an evangelist or the guy who has this sort of title, only that person can heal. But honestly, it's Jesus Christ himself that heals through his Holy Spirit and Come through on. each and every one of us because we have been called to do that. You know, yeah. we've been called to do greater works than, than Jesus has done, not because we're greater than Jesus, but because there's more of us. Yeah. Physically, it's so practical. That's why I love it. We're called to do greater works than him because there's more of us. We can do more physically, I guess, you know, than Jesus did when he was one person here on earth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that just absolutely rocked my world. So I was like, God, I want this. You know, like, Lord, it wasn't like the place. I was just like, God, I'm hungry for this kind of relationship with you. Mm. I'm hungry to see more of this. So um, I remember just talking to my dad about this um, because it's funny, my dad's the manager of our band. So he's like dad and manager and coach and like everything, right? I love him. So, he's, yeah, he's I know, right? <laughs> my great. dad is so awesome. Um, and so we were just talking one day and I was telling him, you know, all of this and this and this. And he was like, you know, Mel, I've been feeling the same thing from the Lord. Like you just, you want more. You need to grow more. And that was so, uh, it was a huge relief to me because I didn't feel like I was being rebellious. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, oh, she's leaving the church, you know, it, it, but he was more like, you know, I felt the same thing. And whatever you're feeling from God, like I, I trust, I trust the Lord and, and what he's doing in you. He was oh, like, so, so good. Yeah, dude, I have. So good. I'm so thankful. My dad doesn't like it when I talk about it, but I'm literally so thankful for the way that he hears the Lord. Um, How important that is, too. It's so important, oh. bro. I don't wow. I don't think I'd be. Like anywhere where I am now, if if my dad didn't hear the Lord for me, for my ministry, for wow. my heart, you know, um, moms too. Okay, moms hear the Lord. Moms come in with their wisdom. Um, oh yeah. But dads specifically, biblically, have they're the gatekeepers of the house. They're the ones mm -hmm. that are, decide what comes in and what doesn't. So um, that's very very important. So yeah. fast forward to me transitioning out of church, right? And I, and I'm still getting somewhere. I promise. Um, no, you know, and I, I love, <laughs> no, I love the whole process of it yeah. because, you know, it's not just like, there's, there's a culmination of moments. And even what you're yeah. giving me is probably like a condensed version because God does so much to get us to that point. So yeah. you're good. Good. You're good. Okay. Go. Okay. Cool. Just go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I just remember that there was so much going on in, in my life at that time. You know, I was very young, but I had lived a lot. 
um, in terms of ministry and stuff. So I was just like, you know, God, I want more. And I talked to my dad and he was just like, yeah, you know, like if you prayed about it and you're ready to move on, then let's go. We set up a meeting with our pastor and, you know, me and my in my my little flesh that we had to that we had to submit to the Lord. I made a list. Right. Oh, this is so funny. And I want to share it because the Lord has a funny way of humbling us. Um, so I made a list in my journal of like all the ways that I felt that I was being wronged. <laughs> and this is you at 16. Yeah, bro. Okay. Like all the things like, you know, uh, I don't have to get into the specifics, but it was just a long list of like, you know, ways that they could have been better at, you know, facilitating my heart to grow or, you know, like just random stuff, like a whole bunch of nonsense. And I set up the meeting with my pastor at that time. And um, I remember walking up to his door. It was the first time I ever heard the Lord clear as day. And he said, Mel, if you're not going to stay to fix those things, then don't say anything at all. Mm. And I was just like, Whoa, that's good. Come again. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you saying? Who's that? What? <laughs> and he literally said, if you're not going to stay here to fix anything, then don't bring it up. What's the point? What's mm. the point of satisfying your own desire to be right? What's your point of trying to defend yourself when you know that I'm your defender? You know? Wow. And so I was just like, okay, Lord, I put my you know, like just quietly. I didn't even tell anybody. It was just all happening right here. Took my journal, stuck it in my bag. Nothing went out peacefully from transition from one place to another the way that it should be. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to, if you're under, if you're going to church and you're under leadership, uh, you're under authority. The Lord talks about honoring authority. You can't just get up and leave, especially if like you're in, in a place not even especially, just regardless, if you're a leader, if you're not, if you, you know, if you have committed to a place and you're being discipled and people are investing in you, it's only right to leave the right way. Plus, if the Lord is calling you to move, everybody else will know it also, you know, every, you know, it's just, that's just the way that it is. So on our leadership, but yeah, so that was yeah. the first time that I had ever heard the Lord, like ever clear as day. And so that I think was a very pivotal point in my life and, and just the way that he began to form our relationship because that's just the way that he speaks to me. Like I, if I'm doing something and in the moment I feel like it's right, maybe like two seconds in, I'm just like, yeah, this ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Just in anything, yeah. even if it's like serving more than the Lord's calling me to, because that's, you know, there's a difference between being stretched by the Lord and then saying yes to everything. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, because there are times and and I say this because even though I'm very young, like the Lord has graced me and I would say blessed me with the opportunity to work very closely with leadership, even now at King of the Nations. So it's just so beautiful. And, and we see all of the stuff that everybody else doesn't see, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yes, sometimes we have to be stretched. It depends on the season that you're in. It depends on the season that the church is in. And it just depends on what God wants to do because at the end of the day, we're doing it for him, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that was, that was just like a huge, a huge pivotal point for me. And, and I was just like, okay, God, like you're real, but now you're like, you're real to me. Yeah. You're, you're really real, you know? And, and yeah. it just, it was incredible. Uh, the, the fact that God can speak to us, um, just how he spoke to you, yeah. he's spoken to me like that. And obviously everybody around us, we're blessed to have people who hear the Lord and who yeah. who have had that experience. Um, and I do think that's, I mean, it's that's absolutely a game 
changer, you know? Yeah. A lot of times I and I've gotten this 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 you know, I've I've uh, discerned it that some people when I speak to them um when I'm trying to get over the barriers that they may have placed because of religion or because of hurt from the past, uh, they have sometimes this mentality of like, uh, uh, you know, what we're preaching or what we're putting out there is just something that was like, you know, we were brainwashed and, and oh, you yeah. know, like it, it wasn't something, it's not something natural. And it's like, man, what, no, when you're with God, when you're walking with the Lord, you literally have someone to guide you, to talk to you every step of the way, right? Like Holy Spirit inside of you, yeah. And it's like that just changes the whole game because if you're depressed, you can go to him, you know? Yeah. If, you, if you're, if you again, if, you, if you're thinking, man, mate, should I leave this job? Should I leave? You have someone to, you have your creator that you can go to and say, hey, is this what you want me to do? Yeah. And time and time and time again, you'll get an answer and it'll be the right answer. Yeah. If you're obviously walking in his will, yeah, right? Yeah, if you're walking closely to him, you'll know how to discern his voice. I yeah. was um, I was watching my um I was watching my husband. I was watching Enzo on your podcast and it absolutely episode five. Me. I mean yeah. episode four. Check it out. <laughs> it amazed me because he used this analogy because it was a normal conversation that we were having one day. And he said, like, if I was in a room full of a bunch of people huh. and they all like touched me, but like you touched me, like I would know that it was you, you know, so the yeah. intimacy. And I was just like, what? But I was listening to it. I was just like, what? Like, that's that's so practical. I love practical things. If you know me, like, OK, cool. That's super deep and super spiritual. But like, tell me what I'm supposed to do practically. Yeah. And so just hearing that was just like, wow, like he really cares about us so much. He desires he longs for that intimacy. The way that we need him is the way that he wants to be with us. Yeah. You know, and that man, that truth will rock your world. Like we need it. We need to. We need to catch this. Mm. Too many of us are living such simple lives because we haven't understood just the magnitude of the Father's love for each and every one of us. The fact that we're breathing, He's breathing air into our lungs in this very moment. You yeah. know, like it's that kind of awareness that brings transformation into our lives. You know, when it comes to worshiping, you know, um, when we're in 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 this moment of worship, where and, and there's a lot of people, and this pertains to everywhere we go. You walk into a room and you have that discernment. You can feel different things, right? Like if if you come to a person that's yeah. going through depression, you could feel that, you, you feel know, the darkness, yeah, right. And so, as a worship leader, and you're up there. I can only imagine that there's a lot in that room. You feel everything. Like there's something going on on stage. There's something going on in front of you. There's something going on here that you need to be able to communicate. Yeah. How do you, how do you um how do you organize that? Like what is that like? You don't. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, That's so a lot, it's, you know? it's so much. It's so much. So um wow, that's a very loaded question. It's very good though. Um, I've just never, I've never had the opportunity to invite anybody into that part, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just kind of the way that the Lord wired me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's pretty deep. Like worship leaders have a lot of things to like worry about, but it's also, um, it's also a group effort. You know, I think yeah. one of the biggest things that allows a, like a worship set to go smoothly is, um, number one, unity in the spirit. 
and also um, trust in each other. Uh, because if you don't trust your your teammates, if you don't trust the the people that are that are worshiping and going in with you, like you won't get far because you'll get distracted. I think um, getting out distractions is one of the biggest things. Uh, practically, distractions can be not knowing your set. Practically, distractions can be wearing an outfit that wasn't comfortable enough for you to, you know, flow in. These are practical things. You know, these are things you got to think about. Mm. Um, practically, a distraction can be, you know, um, not letting yourself be affirmed by the Lord. Dude, I I was listening to a sermon. I forgot, I forgot who it was. I think it was Corey Asbury, but I don't remember. They were just talking about, like, perfectionism, right? Because me and my, like, I guess humanity... <laughs> am extremely perfectionist. My husband and I, we like, we just strive for excellence and everything that we ever do, you know? And, and so sometimes that excellence can be, um, kind of, I wouldn't say ruined, but I guess tainted by perfectionism, right? We want everything to be perfect. If it's not perfect, then God didn't love it. Or, um, then the spirit can't flow, you know, and yeah. all that stuff is super detrimental to our identity as sons and daughters, because then now we're performing to be accepted when we don't have to. Right. Um, and so during worship um, with this, per- what I think it was, I'm sure it was Corey Asbury. What he said was um, one of the, the one of the craziest um, like moments in his life was when he actually took the time before a set to ask the Lord who he thought that he was. Like, like before going up there, like, you know, you sometimes you get the jitters. Sometimes, you you know, you get freaked out. It's my first time doing this or, you know, you just don't feel sure for whatever reason. And that's the devil because all he has is lies and he'll try to confuse you and accuse you. And it, at the most randomest times. Right. Yeah. Um, or sometimes like Enzo and I, we have the, the worst, most random arguments right before we lead worship. <laughs> like it's it's a real thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, I think taking that time before going up there, submitting your heart, your mind, your emotions to the Lord and say, God, okay, I know that I'm feeling this way, but I also know that you're bigger than my emotions. Who do you say that I am? You know, can Mm. you affirm, like, just affirm me in this moment. And, you know, whatever God says, it'll, it'll, I love saying it'll rock your world, man. Like you're my daughter, you're my son. I'm so pleased with you. And then you're just like, Woo, like I'm just so Let's pumped. Go. I'm ready. I, I know who I'm speaking to. That's my dad right there. You know, like yeah. I know who I'm worshiping to. I know that he's well pleased in the sounds that I produce. I know that all of these days of practicing are not, you know, are now going to be pleasing. They're going to be a sweet fragrance to his nose. Like he's just going to love it. You know, yeah. It, it, it changes the whole perspective. Then you don't get distracted by everything else. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's really important because you need to hear the Lord singing. Um, or I guess worship leading is more than just singing. You're not, it's it's so cool. Like I've had, I've had some people, and I'm not trying to say that I don't like compliments because I'm a very words of affirmation person. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it. But um, sometimes when people come up to me and they talk about like how skilled I am and stuff, I'm just like, cool. Like, you know, it, I, obviously I'm putting in my own time to practice, to rehearse, to make sure that my voice, you know, is all that it has to be, you know, and taking care of myself and everything. But that's not the goal. Like the sounds that I produce are a response to the way that Jesus loves me, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, And it's so beautiful when you get to that point where, you know, sometimes 
I, and someone mentioned to me the other day, they were like, how do you do that thing where you just like, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like when, when you're, what do you do when, when you want to catch somebody's attention? You know, hmm. you do everything so that their focus is on you, right? Yeah. You, you, you go, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you go high and low, you do everything that you want to just grab that person's attention and to focus them on you, you know? That's and good. so like, that's just the way that I worship, you know, like God, like, like, it's just me and you right now. Like, do you hear what I'm saying to you? Like, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's a love story, you know, mm. it's a love song that you're singing to him. So when people ask me like, no, how do you do? I'm like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's just what I feel in the moment. And I sing, I, I just sing what he's singing over me. And it's beautiful. It's stuff that you can't make up, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 it's an, it's inspired by him for him. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So when people compliment me, I'm like, cool. I love you, but yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and even when I, when, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. Cause when I'm, when I'm hearing you say it's, it's a mixture of, you know, the two things is one practice yes. and, and obviously being a student of the game when it comes to singing and yes. you're, you're taking, you're about to take lessons too, to just yes. even get all you know so it's a it's a, it's mm -hmm. practical but then it's also the important part is hey are you having that time you know are you communicating with the lord are you allow him to take those burdens away when you're walking on stage yeah um and it's really a partnership right like we're yeah. in, we're in a partnership with god um exactly talk to me about um identity um this Ooh. is something that you know we we had touched on Yes. Um, and I think it, it flows perfect with where we're at. Um, just just pour on to the people. What what do you have? Oh my gosh. This is so crazy because again, like I've been I've been leading worship my whole life, so practically. Um, and I know that this is what I was born to do. Like I know this is my calling. You know, sometimes um you like I like to identify callings as what comes naturally to you, what sets your heart on fire. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's your calling. Wow. You don't have to go more than that. You know, if you're trying to if you're cool. You can pick up some hobbies, but what's your calling, you know? Mm. So like, I know, like I wake up in the morning, first thing, worship, not the act of worshiping on stage, just worship. Like, okay, this is, you know, this is, this is what I'm created to do, you know? And real quick, real quick, yeah. right there. Yes. What does that look like? Are you like setting that time to specifically worship or are you doing things around the house and you're worshiping? What is that? What does that look oh, like? Yeah. Just everything, everything we can do when we do it unto the Lord is worship. Wow. Me loving my husband and not waking up with an attitude. That's wow. worship. Okay. Me making my husband breakfast just because I love him. That's worship. You know, me encouraging my friends when they need to hear the, like, you know, just God's heart for them. That's worship. You know, that, what I'm it's a lot. I never, I didn't think about it like that. Exactly. Because wow. what you're doing when you worship, you're, you're, you're honoring what is honor. You're attributing value to something, right? So what better way to worship the Lord than to honor his creation? You know I'll what I'm saying? That's so good. Wow. Yeah. So that's, wow. uh, that's, you know, all these things that I've just been learning, right? Like before I was like, oh, worship. Cool. I sing. I play guitar, you know, worship, right, right, right. Cool. it's way more than that. You know, wow. can you worship when you're super upset at your, you know, at, at, you know, your friend or whoever's close to you? Can you forgive that person? Yeah. No? Well, then that's not worship. Then you're not worshiping. You know? 
That's insane. It's, it's a different perspective. That's this is the wow. awareness that that we need to have in our lives for the Lord. Every little thing He wants to be a part of, not because He's obsessive or controlling, but because He longs to be with us. He loves to be with us. When we consider, how good does it make you feel when when your friends consider you for something? Hey, bro, like you know, like you want to enjoy this with me? Right. Or hey, bro, I got the I got this piece of cake. You want to enjoy this piece of cake with me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, thanks for you know, like invite him into every moment of your life. You know, that's wow. the awareness that he calls us to have. So that's worship. Wow, that literally just like took me to to mm -hmm. like my mind kind of got upgraded because I never thought about it. You know, we 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 see the title of like worship music, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, uh, I think personally for me i attach that worship to singing to yeah. just and and what i'm getting now is okay that's part that's a part of worship and, yeah. and i'm like man okay so the times that i did send encouraging messages i was you know i do that sometimes in the morning i'll send messages yeah. to to some friends and encourage them but not thinking that that's a worship i'm yeah. just saying i'm just putting it under the encouragement tab you know like exactly yeah I'm just encouraging um, I'll worship later, right? Yeah. So that's okay. It's crazy. I mean, look, just think about it. What we do on stage and at church, the lights, the worship, the streaming, beautiful. It's amazing. It's so awesome. I'm all about that. That's 5%. Yeah. Really, if even what, what worship is supposed to look like or what our life surrendered to the Lord is supposed to look like, you know, ministry is more than what we do. And there are people called to ministry, you know, like for me, for example, like I know that that I'm called I'm called to lead worship and I'm called to do whatever, um, you know, God wants me to do in the church aspect, you know. Yeah. Um, but not all of us are called to do that. You know, some of us are called to be Jesus in our workplace at a yeah. dentist, at, an, at a doctor's office. We got some people being lawyers. You know what I'm saying? Like just being able to listen to the voice of God and know what he wants, where he wants to take you. But um, yeah, worship is way more than just what we do on a Sunday hate to break it to you <laughs> crazy so yeah, yeah. identity let's let's, yeah, let's so, talk about it yeah so man i so like i mentioned i had a very affirming father um and i'm so grateful for him literally i'd wake up good morning mel like you know you're awesome you're gonna have a great day but like literally you know and 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 that's just kind of like i think it's one of the reasons why like i am the way that i am like i'll just I'll see you straight up and just be like, wow, I really like your shirt or wow. I really, you know, just cause that's the way that I was raised and my parents just raised mm -hmm. me that way. But, um, so I was, I was raised with a very, very affirming parents. Um, so I knew who I was in terms of like, I had a very strong, solid confidence growing up. Right. Um, and then that carried on through worship. Um, but once you start doing this for a long time, um, especially when you're just starting, if you weren't really discipled, like me, for example, I wasn't really discipled. I kind of just learned everything as I went. Yeah. Um, and I'm so thankful because this is my story. You know, this is the way God showed up for me. But I didn't really have that intense, you know, like just discipleship in this area. So I had to learn everything through trial and error, you know. And um, one of the biggest things was I, again, very words of affirmation person, um, I found so much of my identity rooted in what people would say about me when I would lead worship. Mm -hmm. Like um, it just became something where like if people 
came up to me and complimented me on what happened or the way that God moved and the way that, you know, then, then I felt super awesome about myself. If maybe just one person came up to me and it wasn't like that big of a deal, like everything was just not going right. <laughs> like That's so dangerous. Like it's so dangerous. I'm like, who am I? You know, what am I doing? Maybe I didn't do enough. And this is where perfectionism just began to like just root itself very deeply in my heart. And it's yeah. really just performance because I didn't know, I didn't know like what I know now that God delights in me and that he's so proud of me and that he loves me, you know, like I didn't know all those things. So like, I was just trying to work for that. I was trying to work to hear that. I was trying yeah. to work to feel that. Um, and then I remember it, it, this, um, this happened when I first started coming to King of the Nations. Uh, one of my friends at the time uh, was praying over me. And um, I'll never forget this moment because, again, it was just you have those pivotal moments in your life with the Lord. And this was just one of them because um, I remembered I was just really feeling that way. You know, like every what everybody said about me was true. You know, it doesn't matter what it was. That's just it, it was true. And so I would feel it and I would act that way and I would just live it out, you know, fully, not partially, like fully. Mm -hmm. And so I remember he was praying over me. And he he just started speaking what God was saying over me. And the Lord literally said, Mel, if you could never pick up a guitar again, if you could never open up and sing, the like you open up your mouth and sing the way that you sing, would you be content in just being my daughter? And mm. I was like, what in the world are you talking about? Jesus? Like, I never thought of that, you know, like, wow, just being content in the fact that he loves me. And that's enough. Yeah. You know? More than I could ever, more more than what what the things that I could do for him, just being with him, that's enough. He yeah. is enough. He's the God of more than enough for crying out loud. You know, like just that should be enough. Just that should affirm me. And 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 the relationship that he longs to have with us, that alone should be the motivator, you know, and, and the source yeah. of our life. And so that was just, it changed my world That's because good. again, I'm finding myself um, to be identified. And many of us feel that way, you know? Um, oh, during this quarantine, I got to be active on social media or else, you know, I'm not doing nothing. What? Lie of the devil. Yep. Oh, I got um, I to gotta, I gotta be creating stuff because if not, then I'm going to be left behind. And then, you know, like everybody else is going to be successful and I'm not, okay. There's, there's stress, healthy stress, right? That motivates you to do stuff. But then right. there's then there's striving. Then there's like overworking yourself to be accepted. It's all again, everything that we do in life comes back to why you do it. It comes back to the heart behind it. Yeah. So um, so yeah, man, just finding finding my identity and the things that I did, man, I'm so thankful that the Lord, that the Lord really gripped my heart and like saved me from that. Cause it's very, 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 very dangerous, especially if you're someone like, you know, me and, and, and Enzo that do so much. You know, we yeah. do so much not because we do so much, not because we want to be seen. We do so much because we owe God everything. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the heart behind it. We're like, God, you know, like you mean this to us. We want we want church to go well. We want worship to be awesome for you. You know, we want we want things to go this way and things to be excellent and things to be awesome for you because you deserve that. That's the kind of excellence that you deserve you know um and so yeah. that's that's the heart behind why we do what we do and actually um the lord brought brought me to this revelation the other day because we've it's so funny enzo and i we're sometimes 
baffled, actually most of the time baffled at the way that the Lord provides for us. Um, and I know that you guys spoke about this already, but it was a whole thing. It was a whole it's, thing. Which because is, which is, yeah, it's so great. It's incredible because the Bible literally tells us, fix your eyes on the things above, right? And when we fix our eyes on kingdom things, everything else will be added unto you, right? That's my paraphrase, Matthew 6, 33. Look it up. But, you know, like fix your eyes on, on the things that are above, you know, fix your eyes on the kingdom. Do what God wants you to do. And literally to, to the T, the word says everything else will be provided to you, Yeah, you know? And so like we, Enzo and I, we were kind of just hanging out one day and we were like, whoa, everybody's always talking about how, you know, we're lucky or we're blessed and we always get all these things. And I was like, did you ever notice like, you know, what we do, how we do it, the excellence, you know, like, and not to boast, but just like, wow, like the Lord really honors us. He really loves us. He sees the hard work that we put in. He sees there's just everything that we do for him. And so it's, it's just so beautiful. And I, and I know that this, it might sound weird to talk about it like this, but that's, it's, it's, it's his word. It's true. It's a kingdom reality, you know, yeah. fix your eyes on what he wants you to do. He will bring everything else because most likely those dreams that are in your heart were born in his first. Yeah. So you don't think that somebody who birthed that dream inside of you is going to make sure that everything comes to pass so that it can actually happen so that it can actually become your reality. Come on now. What else you got, Melanie? I know you got more for me. Come on. I just on. want to share. <laughs> I just want to share a verse. Come on. Uh, 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 I, say, I say that everything is my favorite, and I don't think that that's a bad thing, honestly. But this is one of mm -hmm. my favorite uh, verses. It's in Titus. Titus chapter 3, okay? It talks about how we're saved. The heading is saved in order to do good. Um, but this, this verse really transformed my life because... Um, I guess I'll read it and then I'll talk about it. So okay. uh, chapter three, verse three, it says, at one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, he yeah. saved us through the washing of, of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. And the reason why I love this, it's so loaded. And I, there's and I so much in that. <sighs> this, this, like subconsciously, I guess you could say, has been the verse of my life. Because every everything that I do, everything when I worship, I always just remember, like, remember where you were. Remember those things that you did. Remember those things that you said, not to self-condemn, but to know, like, wow, I'm way better now. I am filled with joy. I have hope. I have a future. Not because of me making up, you know, my mind and deciding, okay, I'm going to read a whole bunch of self-help books and I'm going to, you know, like do this and do that and, and strive to make sure yeah. that I don't fall into these patterns. No, this is, we, this is not behavior modification we're talking about. This is life transformation that happens only through the power of Jesus Christ, through his Holy Spirit inside of us. And, yeah. and, and so, um, and so I don't know, man, it, it, when it says, but when the kindness and love of God of and love of God, our savior appeared, he saved us. And so it's not like he came, you know, just to, 
all right, cool. Like you did it again, pick you up and 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 drop you into, you know, what he wants you. It was intentional. It was his kindness. Yeah. It was his love that leads us to repentance, you know? Um, and yeah, so that truth just messed me up at a very, 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 very young, you know, age. And just, just knowing that truth that, wow, God intentionally desires to be with me. He is it fully committed to my process of transformation. He's yeah. committed more than we are in the times that we fail him or in the times that we just, we lose heart and we fall into cycles. He doesn't condemn us. Yeah. He just lovingly comes alongside us and says, Hey, do it again. Hey, try again, try again, but this time with me. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, yeah. And he's, and he's always just bringing us, you know, back to that place of, of, Hey, with me, with me, life is better with me. Everything is possible. The Bible says that yeah. nothing is impossible for God and nothing is impossible for those who love him because we have access to the one who can do all things. So, so yeah, it's just a yeah. really powerful verse. Get on it. Titus three. That That's may, so good. Just read Titus, the whole book. It's just three chapters. <laughs> yeah, I actually <laughs> I haven't. I told you, I, I haven't even, yeah. I haven't, I haven't touched Titus, but I know that verse. Yeah. Um, I've heard it. And what, you know, what you, what you just mentioned about, um, him wanting to be there, him longing to yeah. to be there for us. That's something that I've been, man. I've I'm been just been. I'm learning so much. I mean, again, I've been saved for a year and a half, right? And before yeah. this, I was, you know, doing my thing. I was smoking. I was drinking. You know, yeah. sex and all of that stuff, right? And I was all in the world and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like even addic- addiction to to different things, whether it was weed or pornography, right? Yeah. And and that though, what you just said, when when like every time I would fail in that time, every time I would smoke again, when I said I wasn't going to smoke, or I watched mm-hmm. porn and I said I wasn't going to do it, right? Yeah. It would be shame. It would be like this. Ah, uh, why, right? And we all know that feeling, but. When you come to to the Lord, you get to experience His kindness. You get to experience His mercy and just His love. And it's like now, when you fall, right? Uh, it's it's not shame anymore. Yeah. It's I mean, it, it tries to come in. Oh but yeah, it's the like, devil's a liar. But again, you know what I mean? Lies. Um, but it's hey, okay. Are, you know, okay. Yeah. Are we are we turning back? Are we are we coming yeah. back here? Are we you know? Yeah, it's so true. It's and so and and it's not like again, my boy. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. hey, okay, I get it. You know, I understand. Are you? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Come in, come in and 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 taste and see that I am better. You know, yeah. like it's an invitation. It's never just you know him punishing us or you know. There's chastisement that comes, right? He disciplines us, yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't punish us, you know, um, and and I absolutely love that you said that because it's it reminded me we were talking about this um, earlier, like just that verse in John eight, right, um, where that woman, the adulterous woman, was caught in the act, literally yeah. caught in the act, and these religious men literally went up in the house, took that woman out. Like, can you just imagine that she was vulnerable, completely naked, bro? Like in front of all of these men who just decided that they were righteous enough to pick her up and throw her into the street to be stoned. Right. Um, and they create like this huge commotion and Jesus comes over and they're like, Jesus, what do you think we should do about this? You know? And he just starts writing in the sand 
And like to this day, nobody knows like what he wrote. We don't know if he's like writing out their names, you know, calling them out or writing out their sins. Like we don't know what he was writing. And yeah. he just starts writing. And you hear that they're just provoking him. Jesus, like, come on. Like, I imagine they probably even had their stones in their hand. Like, come on, Jesus, what do you say about this? What do you say? Like, you know that she has to be stoned and killed, right? And Jesus just continues to write in the sand. And then he looks at her. And what's so powerful, what this broke, it broke my heart in the best way. It was so powerful is that he looks upon this woman. He doesn't look at her saying, like, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> okay. he, like he doesn't look yeah. at her saying you know like what have you become you know like look at yourself mm -hmm. look at what you've done he looks at her with loving kindness like just imagine the very eyes of love staring at you you know what i'm saying yeah and um he just starts to call everybody out you know like like who, who he who's without sin cast the first stone and literally mm. everybody left. <laughs> yeah. Everybody left because they couldn't. They knew that they were trying to sit in that judgment seat that belonged to Jesus Christ himself. And even him, even then, he didn't choose to judge her or to condemn her. He just said, you know, like, get up, like, go and sin no more. I love you. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, go and sin no more. And I and I just can't. That's That's the Jesus that we serve. I think many of us have, like, a really distorted picture of who Jesus is, of who the father is. And we think that he's just like some mean old man with like a magnifying glass killing ants, you know, like, <laughs> you yeah. know, and we, we just have like this picture of like, even, even jokes when people are like, God's going to smite you or like, you know, dumb things like that. Like, yes, he's a consuming fire, but he's also love, you know, like, yeah, we, we have to understand that. Um, and we have to truly understand his nature in order to live the life that he's called us to live. And, you know, I just want to encourage somebody also, like if you are struggling um, with any type of, you know, like addiction or any type of um, just heaviness or or worry, um, run to Jesus because he he run to Jesus and also run to community, run to a community of people who love him and who can hear him in moments where you can't. Because I'm not going to say that those times won't come, you know, because they will. Mm -hmm. It's just a part of life. But yeah. it's also just a matter of us setting ourselves up for success, you know, going yeah. to the word when we feel these ways, going to our community when we feel a certain way and allowing the Lord to just wrap us up and make us whole. Um, and I will say also um, Grace is more than just unmerited favor, okay? Grace is the power of God. So, um, yes, we when we fall, we are forgiven. And, and you know, we, we can keep running back to the throne room of grace. That's just, you know, um, but don't, I want to say this in a very sensitive way. Don't feel like you have to fall, get back. You don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, the, the grace of God is, is power, OK, it empowers us to live the life that Christ has called us to live. Um, it, it actually it, it motivates us. It strengthens us to say no to ungodly things and to say yes to what is from the Lord. It encourages us and it strengthens us and it fills us with a boldness and a confidence that only comes from the Lord. OK, only comes from heaven. And we can do this, guys. We can yeah. live a life that honors the Lord. We can live a life that pleases him. Um, and he already delights in you, so might as well live your life unto him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's yeah. worthy of it. You know, yeah. I started to experience a little bit of that a couple of days ago um, yeah. where I started getting some urges, right, from from like mm -hmm. the past, right? Yeah. 
because again, we're not perfect. And yeah. I literally had a moment where I was able to just see it from the spirit. Yeah. And I was able to detach myself from it and be like, man, this body, this, yeah. this, this, this thing, like, yeah. oh, and then I got that strength to be able like, no, yeah. like, no. And it came from the grace of God. It came exactly. from his power that, you know, and, and even from that relationship with him where I'm constantly trying to seek him, constantly reading yeah. the word, constantly around community, right? Constantly, yeah. like, I, I'm blessed to have leaders, you know, like yourself, like Carlos, like Katie, yeah. like Pastor Greg, like Jesse, right? Mm-hmm. That can that can just represent God and, and, rep- and really be ambassadors, right, yeah. of, of Jesus. And so it's gotten me now to a point where all of that put together, I can now be like, no, I don't, I don't want that. Like, yeah. nah, it's, and it's just amazing because you start to, I just started to feel that like, whoa, like, okay, I'm getting to this new level where I can yeah. actually start to control some of these evil urges, right? Yeah. That, that come from the, my temptation. past life. Yeah. yeah. Temptation. Temptation is going to come. Oh man. And it's like. But Thank temptation in itself is not sin. So don't feel like shameful or guilty about feeling a certain way. You know what? That's I good. Would, I would be as bold as to say, you better thank God for your sex drive. That means something's working. <laughs> no, that's fact. You know but I saying? love I love the fact we that we don't have to demonize it, but yes. No, I, I love the fact that you're you're saying that though, because yeah. uh it's it's that same thing where I've been able to again just detach and say, you know what, like this is just this is this is my body, right? Yeah. Like even when you look at sexuality like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. man, there's there's hormones, there's everything flowing through this, right? Yeah. Like, so that's just this is what it is. This is what I was given. This is what I'm working mm-hmm. with. You yeah. know, even when you look at your flaws or anything, like, hey, like, okay, this is what I'm working with, right? Yeah. And then God just coming back to God and He affirming you of like, mm-hmm. okay, but that's not you know that who you yeah. truly are. It's not, it's not this. Yeah. Like in finding this. your identity yeah <laughs> this, this right here right here right this here. is where it's all at as long as we stay here That's nothing true. else matters you know what i mean right. when you okay. were telling that story of, of the uh, on john right about about the woman who was about to get stoned yes um it's really beautiful how you told it you know and and i've heard about this story yeah. and i've never seen it how you painted it right like how you yeah. represented jesus in that way and it goes it goes back to community and really having yeah. people who can represent him well and so i think what you just did there is 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 something so special because what you're doing is you're literally representing what god what jesus felt in that moment and and as i'm as i was seeing those people as you were saying those people are outside with the stones ready to stone this woman right like the way that you painted it i could feel um that jesus felt that what you felt you know and as i was as you were saying he was writing in the sand you know i can i can almost see like his face just uh being like man you guys don't you guys don't get it you don't get me at all you yeah. don't, you don't, you know, you don't get it, you know, but it's like, in, but then yeah. it's like, you know what? Like, Hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to go in there with you. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to tell you something so simple to make you reflect. Yeah. Um, and, and then that's always a choice. Yeah. 
man. So that choice. And in that moment, he gave them the choice. You know, he could have very well been like, all right, well, you guys are dying right now because <laughs> we're yeah. talking old covenant here. OK, he literally yeah. could have been like, see ya. But yeah. that's just not his heart. That's not what he wanted. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I thank God for people like you, you know, I thank God for even people like, and this is going to be completely random, but like Stephanie Gretzinger oh, yeah, was, yeah. was a person who like, as I've seen her, like when she does actual like talks, mm-hmm. um, how she represents the heart of Jesus. It's also yeah. like has just shifted how I think yeah. um, because we're used to like pastors, you know, um, having this, tough talk too sometimes right because i mean the bible is tough as well which is necessary at times yes yes but i think that having that um just that man representing jesus in a very compassionate way how would you know how he really is and and really not being scared to cry not being scared to really um um just show that emotion i don't know i just think that's something so special so i thank you for for just even um sharing that that brought revelation to me and I'm legit going to go back to that story and read it again because I know yeah. it's going to come like in just in a whole different way. Yeah. Any last words to um, guys, girls watching that may want to, you know, be worship leaders or mm-hmm. may want to just get closer to the Lord. Yeah. Um, what can you tell them? So um, if you want, if your desire is to be a worship leader, I won't say like, don't do it, you know, I would say if that's really in your heart and you desire to honor the Lord and you feel like that's the call of God for your life, because worship is not easy. It looks pretty. And so everybody's attracted to it, but it's not the prettiest thing you have. You're, you're carrying the Lord's heart. You're carrying um, that responsibility to be his mouthpiece in that moment. You know, um, yeah. so I would say don't glorify it and be like, oh, I want to be a worship singer. This is some people who are who try to sing and that's like just not their call. They're called to be like an evangelist or they're called to, you know, do other things. And they, so um, just I would say above everything, get close to the Lord, learn how to hear his voice and allow his voice to. To be what. Wow, to be what but what marks you, what identifies you, what transforms you. Allow his voice to be the one that validates you. And that'll that'll change your whole life. So get to know Jesus. He's a great guy. <laughs> hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode of the Wandering Son podcast, uh, make sure to give it a like. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us at the Wandering Son podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you have any comments, if you have any suggestions, if you have any testimony that you would like to share with us, go to thewanderingson.com. We have a contact form that you can fill all your information in and anything that you want to say to us. We really appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, I, I really hope the, the Lord continues to bless you and you just continue to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. Yeah. Cool. Peace, y'all. <laughs>